Let's put that genie back in the bottle. Paint with the colors of the wind, bitch. It's time for two finger point. Power daddy. Our shoes are in the pond. Extra magic hours, which we in turn called extra tragic hours. People call him the naked bull rat. Did you really just two finger point? Here are your hosts, Amber and Kylie. Hi there, welcome back to Two Finger Point Podcast to our bonus episode. So (laughs) we're bringing you guys some more creepy pastas we couldn't resist. I know you guys couldn't either. So here we are with a couple more stories. Um, If you guys don't know, I'm Amber. And I'm Kylie. And we're the two hosts. And here we are for our bonus creepy pastas. So let's get into it. Amber, what is your first story? Okay, guys. So our next story is... Probably one of the more well-known ones, at least I remember this one, um, if you did any kind of creepypastas about Disney, it's called suicidemouse.avi. So, so do any of you remember those Mickey Mouse cartoons from the 1930s? The ones that were just put out on DVD a few years ago? Well, here, I hear there is one that was unreleased in even the most avid classic Disney fans, to even the most avid classic Disney fans. Yeah, you're right. These <laughs> The grammar is a little bit bad sometimes. <laughs> According to sources, it's nothing special. It's just a continuous loop, like Flintstones, of Mickey walking past six buildings that go on for two or three minutes before fading out. Unlike the cutesy tunes put in through, the song on this cartoon was not a song at all, just a constant banging on a piano for a minute and a half before going to white noise for the remainder of the film. It wasn't the jolly old Mickey we've come to love either. Mickey wasn't dancing, not even smiling just kind of walking as if you and I were walking with a normal face expression. But for some reason, his head, his head tilted to the side as he kept this dismal look. Oh, geez. It's something about a head tilt. As soon yes. as you see it, it kind of like sets the tone that someone's like ready to fuck shit up or like size you up or. Yeah. Unless it's just... a dog, head tilts aren't good. Oh, you're right. I do love a good dog tilt. Those are the only good ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Up until a year or two ago, everyone believed that after it cut to black, that was it. When Leonard Malton was reviewing the cartoon to be put to the complete series, he decided it was too junk to be on the DVD, but wanted to have a digital copy due to the fact that it was a creation of Walt. When he had had a digitized version up on his computer to look at the file, he noticed something. The cartoon was actually nine minutes and four seconds long. That's already a giant red flag. People were saying two to three minutes were tripling that. Okay. This is what my source emailed me. In full, he's a personal assistant of one of the higher executives at Disney, an acquaintance of Mr. Malton himself. The email reads, after it cut to black, it stayed like that until the sixth minute before going back to Mickey walking. The sound was different this time. It was a murmur. It wasn't a language, but more like a gurgled cry. As the noise got more indistinguishable and loud over the next minute, the the picture began to get weird. The sidewalk started to go in directions that seemed impossible based on the physics of Mickey's walking, and the dismal face of the mouth was slowly curling into a smirk. Oh, God. Nothing worse than a smile. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, of all things, like, it's it's always the things that you think to not be afraid of that they, they turn into being creepy. I'm like, so nothing's safe. I'm basically just going to be a walking ball of anxiety because I'm scared of everything already. Yeah. Oi. On the seventh minute, the murmur turned into a blood-curdling scream. Great. (laughs) The kind of scream painful to hear. 
and the picture was getting more obscure. Colors were happening that shouldn't have been possible at the time. Mickey's face began to fall apart. His eyes rolled to the bottom of his chin like two marbles in a fishbowl, and his curled smile was pointing upward to the left side of his face. There's like a picture on here too that kind of shows that, and it's freaky. I saw the picture before I read this, and I was like, oh, we're about to hear about this. (laughs) So, I mean maybe we'll post this on our Instagram, the pictures, or maybe we'll just post the links and let you guys look, depending on how much we want to see these pictures again, because they're pretty, they're not great. I think we can either do like a warning or there might be a little filter on Instagram that's like sensitive content, click only if you want to see. Oh, okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. Either way, we'll, we'll make it accessible however we can. Yeah. Okay. We'll just okay. protect you before you view it. There will be warnings because, yeah, I even I need a warning. I might forget and click on it. <laughs> okay. The buildings became rubble floating in midair, and the sidewalk was still impossibly navigating in warped directions. A few seemed inconceivable with what we, as humans, know about direction. Mr. Malton got disturbed and left the room, sending an employee to finish the video and take notes of everything happening up until the last second, and afterward, afterward immediately store the disc of the cartoon into the vault. The, this distorted screaming lasted until eight minutes and a few seconds in, then abruptly cuts to the Mickey Mouse face at the credits of the end of every video, with what sounded like broken music box playing in the background. Cool, so screaming and shrieking for eight minutes and then just creepy, like music box music yeah just to like really set it in and pack that punch how eerie and who decide like when people make things like this because we'll decide if this is real or not afterwards but like who would sit down and create this and like sanely be able to finish creating a piece like this they do it for horror movies you're right (laughs) but god i wonder about the psychology of those directors (laughs) Yeah. Oh, really? Now that you, now that I think about it, okay. Oh. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. This happened for about thirty seconds, and whatever was in that remaining thirty seconds, I haven't been able to get a sliver of information about. From a security guard working under me who was making rounds outside of that room, I was told that after the last frame, the employee stumbled out of the room with pale skin, saying, "Real suffering is not known." seven times before speedily taking the guard's pistol and offing himself on the spot. Oh my god. Wait. This, I mean, I feel like this is kind of like The Ring, right? Yeah. Where they watch the video. It's just like mind control. Yeah. I never saw The Ring, but I know it was like you watch the video and seven days after you die. Yeah. That's all, that's all it, I know. It was kind of like mind control, but also in a way like final destination yeah yeah i was gonna say that too (laughs) which i haven't seen those either it it also sounds like bird box have you seen that one yes kind of like that like don't look or yes you're right that movie was freaky it was good though it was really good yeah sandra bullock's a good actress though so i mean that's why it worked boy and girl (laughs) sorry i just wanted (laughs) to say boy and girl Oh my gosh, I forgot about that detail. (laughs) I know, I was like, that's so, that's so Sandra Bullock. I feel like that was her little flair in there. She's like, we're not even going to name that boy, that's girl. (laughs) Okay, 
back to the scary stuff. This is what I have to do when I watch scary movies and stuff afterwards. My go-to show is SpongeBob. I have to watch SpongeBob after a scary movie. Oh, that's a good one. Do you have I, a go-to? No, I I have to have a palate cleanser though, but I don't have like anything specific. But <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give SpongeBob a try. You should. It works pretty well, especially if you've been watching them up until like 3 a.m. like I did in yeah. college. And I was like, okay, it has to be something. And everyone agreed on SpongeBob. So that was what it became. <laughs> okay. Back to the scary stuff, guys. It's almost done, I think. <clears throat> so the thing that I could get out of Leonard Malton was that the last frame was a piece of Russian text that roughly said, the sights of hell bring its viewers back in. As far as I know, no one else has seen it, but there have been dozens of attempts at getting the file on rapid share by employees inside the studios, all of whom have been promptly terminated from their jobs. Whether it got online or not is up for debate, but if rumor serves me right, it's online somewhere under suicidemouse.avi. If you ever find a copy of the film, I want you to never view it and get in contact by and contact me by phone immediately, regardless of the time. When a Disney death is covered up as well as this, it means it has to be something huge. Get back at me. TR. I've yet to find a copy of this, but it is still out there. I know it. Ugh. I I don't know when Mickey Mouse goes public domain, unless he already has. But did you see what happened to Pooh once he went public domain? They no. made like they made a horror film of Pooh oh. and Piglet. Wait a minute. Yes, yes, yes. And it was the same thing. It was black and white. And didn't their eyes like melt or something? It was like really uh, freaky. Maybe it was a different one. I don't know. But I, I'm pretty sure it's an indie film. So I don't know when or how we'll get to see it. But I don't know if I want to. But like the, that's just what this reminds me of. Like we're just ruining Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, we just had three stories and they all just defaced Mickey Mouse <laughs> so terribly. <laughs> Disclaimer, guys. We are not saying Mickey is evil. These are fake stories as far as we know. And we love Mickey and we'd like to continue our image of him to be happy and positive. <laughs> yeah, we just love a good creepy story. <laughs> and it seems to be that all of you uh, creepy motherfuckers love to just fuck with Disney. <laughs> I mean, Mickey, not Disney. <laughs> okay, so this one says estimated reading time, five minutes. We'll see if that's true. Um, the title of this is Why I'll Never Work at Security. No, While I'll Never Work Security at Disney World Again. And it's written by someone going by the name of Disney Security. I work security at Disney World, the happiest place on earth. Typically, I wouldn't say where I work, as obviously there are some pretty strict rules about things employees can put online, but I just don't think I can tell this properly without that context. And honestly, I think this may be it for me anyway with this job. I just can't see myself working here any longer now. I've been with the company for 23 years. The first 20 years, I worked the parks, nabbing shoplifters and rounding up people who were drinking too much for the heat. Occasionally, there'd be a fight to break up, but people usually kept it pretty mild. The heat and walking were getting too much for me for the last few years, so I asked to be transferred somewhere with air conditioning, and the company moved me to one of their resorts. While the working conditions were 110% better as far as climate and comfort go, the guest issues were trickier, mainly domestics. I guess the expensive 
and stress of vacation got to a lot of people and I'd be called to their neighboring rooms because some mom and dad were yelling at each other. I tried to suggest they take a nap or go to do separate activities for a bit and that would calm them down. That's funny. You're telling adults to act like you're like, go put yourself in timeout. Maybe you need a nap. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But none of that is what I'm here for. I've got to get this out while I have time. Three days ago, I got a call from management. Apparently, a couple of days before that, housekeeping had gone into a room that should have been turned over that day. Turned over is when a guest leaves by about 11 a.m. and the next guest checks in around 3 p.m. That is not what turnover means. Turnover means housekeeping goes on and resets the room, coming from someone who worked at a hotel. (laughs) Okay, so all the guest items were still in the room. Housekeeping made a note of it and moved on, but during the next two days when they entered the room, everything was still there and untouched. I went to check it out, and sure enough, there was an empty room full of luggage, clothes, snacks, some toys, everything a family would need for vacation. The manager had already looked up the previous reservation, and it was for a family. Dad, mom, and two little kids. I tried to call the phone numbers they had given, but all went to voicemail. We were a bit stuck, so I made a call to that housekeeper to clean the room and take the family's personal items to be held until we could get into contact with someone. I went digging into the reservation more. The family had arrived five days before housekeeping discovered all of their stuff. I found that the family had paid a parking fee and their vehicle description was listed. A quick walk into the parking lot and I had easily located their vehicle. So that rolled out a car accident of them deciding to just leave all their stuff behind. Next, I saw that they had bought a dining plan. This is when a guest prepays for all of their food. They're given a certain number of credits to use for a meal. This family had only used three credits and the last one was two days after they checked in. It appeared that the day they arrived, they got here late and probably just stayed on the resort. The next day, they used two credits at Epcot. Second park day, they just used one credit at the Magic Kingdom, and it was at breakfast time. Now at Disney, we have something called Magic Bands. Magic Bands are worn by the guests and act as a room key, park ticket, credit card, dining reservation payment, fast pass, and more. It took some work, but I was finally able to look up this family's fast pass history. The day they went to the Magic Kingdom, they had breakfast at a restaurant in the park, rode a couple of rides, and then rode their last ride. Do you want to guess the ride, Amber? Oh, God. Was it Space Mountain? No. Oh, no. Small world. Oh, no. (laughs) Around 11 a.m. and then nothing. Finally, it was time to bring in someone else on this case. I called an old coworker at the Magic Kingdom and asked him to pull some security footage for It's a Small World at the time they wrote it, and it made and I made my way over there. When I got there, my friend was very confused, almost distraught looking. He showed me what he found. There's usually a camera in the direction where the rides load and unload. The footage showed them scanning their bands to use their fast pass for the ride and boarding the ride. The footage from the exit of the ride just showed the other people in the car exiting. They weren't there. Of course, we thought the worst. Maybe one of the kids had fallen out and mom and dad and the other kid got off in the middle of the ride to help and they all got injured or killed or stuck in the machinery somewhere. So we shut down the ride. 
middle of the day, turned off the earworm music and turned up the lights. My buddy and I walked that ride three times before we called in help. Eventually, there was close to 10 cast members searching, and we didn't find anything except for three cell phones and a hack. I was right stumped. I kept digging the past couple of days, and I'm not sure who to tell what I found next to. I've called the police, and I suppose they're on their way, but the company has a way of covering up things like this, and I decided I can't live with myself if I don't put out some type of warning. I kept digging into the reservation over the last couple of days, and today I noticed they had purchased a memory maker. There are photographers all over the parks and cameras and a lot of the rides, and with the memory maker, the photos are all free. They automatically get added to the guest's Disney accounts when the system knows their picture has been taken, and all systems always know. Everyone's whereabouts are always known with the magic bands. Well, oh, I, I'm getting a bad feeling. I, <laughs> I can feel it. And I don't know what it is, but you said small world and I already just like. Yeah, yeah that ride. <laughs> well, I opened up their memory maker photo album and I swear there were 732 photos. The first 30 or so are pretty normal. Epcot, a few rides in front of the castle, but the rest, the rest are all in It's a Small World. <gasps> The rides only take one picture per go around, so it appears as though this family has ridden this ride over 700 times. The first uh. picture was pretty normal. Everyone looked happy. It was a busy day, and we had a full car of guests. The next one is rough to look at. The car is empty except for this little family, and they look so darn confused. The next 10 to 15... I can see dad getting angry, yelling. Mom is holding on to her two kids like her life depends on it. And you can see the kids getting increasingly upset, crying. And it goes on and on and on. After 50 or so, it looks like they're trying to get out. In one, the dad is missing. In another, they're all gone. Maybe like they've bailed early in the, in the ride and tried to walk out. But in the very next one, they're all right back in that dang car. After around 4.50 or so, I only see the mom and kids. It's just when I look closely, I can see dad, maybe just his body now, slumped down in one of the other seats. Since about 6.75, there's just mom and one kid, another body in another seat. The mom and kid aren't moving anymore. I think they're still alive, but just near catatonic looking straight ahead, pale. And y'all, I swear on my life, the dolls are moving or something. In some of these pictures, I can tell they aren't where they should be. <gasps> I even saw one with the doll in the car with this family. Oh, oh my God, I have a sick feeling in my stomach. Oh, and I got chill bumps again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're almost done. I can't look anymore or I'm going to lose my lunch. So he's with you. <laughs> <laughs> I closed the album. Its file size has increased since I closed it. God, are there new pictures being added? I see on security cameras that the local police department just arrived. So they'll take over soon. I wish I knew what was going on, but I also wish this dang thing had never landed in my lap. 
I don't think I'll ever be able to update this. After I talk to the police, I think I'm going to walk out of here and never come back. I just want to get out of here before Disney feeds the media some lies to cover up the reasons behind why a whole family vanished. Because they didn't vanish. I know exactly where they are. Oh, oh I got chill bumps at the last part when you said that. Oh my God. So I the only thing, the, the logic for me here is how are they going through the ride and like looping it? Like, where are they going? I think it's kind of like they're stuck in another dimension or like a time loop. Oh, okay. That's, oh. But for some reason, their magic bands are catching it on photo in our dimension. So sketchy. And so in another dimension, the dolls come to life. So we're lucky. Oh, true, true. (laughs) We're lucky if they don't hear. I, as far as we know, they don't. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Oh, <laughs> I I feel like that would be a good movie. Ooh, you know, a good movie in general would just be like Secrets of Disney or something. Just like the things that happen after the park closes, kind of yeah. like um, oh, what was that movie? The Pixar movie, like the zoo one with when all the animals after the zoo closes. What was that movie called? By Pixar? Was it Pixar? DreamWorks. Oh, Madagascar? That Thank one? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there was like, I mean, I don't recall a Pixar movie of that. <laughs> I know. I, I sometimes I sometimes mix up my DreamWorks and Pixar a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. That would be good. And I, I would totally watch it. I just think that Disney is just the company that they are. They wouldn't let something come like that because it's like defamination. So do you remember... One of our roommates had, I don't know if you were there, but she had us watch a movie. Uh, it was a horror movie that was actually filmed at the park illegally, but it's, I just found the title. Um, it's called Escape from Tomorrow. I feel like, th- I feel like I vaguely remember this. It was in black and white. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. I was thinking we should do like a, a review on it, like a watch and review video of it because I feel like we could put that on YouTube and not get a big slap (laughs) yeah that could be fun we should do that okay so the week this comes out maybe we can we'll just have like a big creepypasta horror week and we can do like um like two episodes and a YouTube video that could be fun because it would be, oh, I love a good like Halloween sesh in the middle of summer and it'd be like June-ish. So yes. it'd be like a good like Halloween in June. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, I'm excited. All right, so we're going to do a BuzzFeed quiz today as promised, a uh, villain theme to go with our creepy little phase we're going through right now. <laughs> we're having a moment. I think because the air is starting to get warm, I'm missing my fall and winter vibes. So I like lean... I, yeah, I like lean into the creepy. Okay, so we've got a BuzzFeed quiz we're doing. According to you, which even which Disney villain is more evil? So feel free to join in and have your thoughts on these. And if you're on uh, YouTube, comment your thoughts. So okay. our first one we've got is Mother Gothel versus Lady Tremaine. Mother Gothel is from... Tangled, Rapunzel, and Lady Tremaine is Cinderella. Hmm. Okay. I almost feel like 
Mother Gothel is the more evil villain here because wasn't Lady Tre- wait Lady Tremaine you said Cinderella right yeah she's a stepmother yeah so she's a stepmom whereas Mother Gothel was Rapunzel's actual mother no 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 oh no <laughs> oh see I haven't seen it. yeah okay see I guess that's where it's like I, I, I see your take on that oh uh, so, yeah okay. so the story is Mother Gothel kidnapped Rapunzel because Rapunzel's hair was magic and so she could never cut her hair because it kept Mother Gothel young. Hmm. Yeah, I still think she I was gonna still I was gonna pick her anyway, and I still find her to be more evil because because of that. I mean, they both entrapped these women, but for different reasons. And I just feel like that's more evil. So I have the opposite take. Oh. Um, so Mother Gothel, yes, she had some twisted intentions, but Rapunzel also had a loving motherly figure there. Of course, she had her parents that she rightfully belonged to, but Mother Gothel did pose to love Rapunzel. Rapunzel had things to do, whereas Lady Tremaine and her daughters always bullied Cinderella. So not only was she trapped, but they would speak down to her and just make her life miserable. So that's that is, my take. <laughs> okay. I think you might've swayed me then, because like I said, I really, I haven't seen Tangled. So I'm taking bits and pieces of it. I think, I think you're right. If she had things to do and she was still kind of loved by mother Gothel, I feel like that's still nicer. And I think Lady Tremaine was evil, more evil. And on top of it, like, Cinderella had no real like rule of thumb when it comes to moms anyway because she had lost her mom really young right she never really knew a mother and this is all she knew whereas Rapunzel had an idea of what love was supposed to be and she's basically being love bombed by Mother Gothel here so okay I think you swayed me I think your opinion swayed me Lady Tremaine and it looks like the public agreed with you your original one Uh, Hmm. they so 67 percent found Mother Gothel more evil Okay, next up, this one's we're probably going to dig deep as well. So it's Gaston versus Jafar. Oh, I mean, but- we've had some opinions recently given to us about Gaston. So now I'm kind of thinking about it. I'm thinking about what Anthony told us. To- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anthony has me rethinking that whole movie. And yeah, I'm going to probably go with Jafar because he had all sorts of evil intentions he was trying to take over the throne he wanted jasmine and gaston he's a bit of a narcissist and not accepting no as an answer from Belle. but she also was kidnapped by a beast and he was trying to save her (laughs) yeah no fully spot on i agree uh there was a lot of troubling things about Jafar especially with him trying to you know own Jasmine I'm sorry no and also take over her throne at the same time it's like that's a double whammy right there absolutely not whereas like we said he's kind of an unspoken hero the anti-hero if you will Gaston he was just trying to do right by Belle even if he does have some toxic narcissistic tendencies to him (laughs) I think I might have been I think Anthony might have swayed me over to being kind of a fan of Gaston's more of a like it's funny we we have to do a deep dive on that um so the populist opinion so 80 percent found jafar to be the most evil so they're with us right all right this one might be a little hard for you or probably easy it's maleficent versus the evil queen from snow white 
Okay. And I know both of these ones. So Maleficent, she, so she was a queen and she was not invited to the christening. And back in the day of royal stature, when you're not invited to royal ceremonies, like christenings and things like that, it's actually considered like a giant slap in the face, basically. Like you're not supposed to not invite uh, people of royalty. So she was kind of, you know, her vengeance was based on that. Whereas, which I can kind of understand, you got uninvited to a party. You're a little bit pissed. Maybe don't try Mm -hmm. to kill people, but I get where you're coming from. (laughs) Whereas- She didn't kill. She just knocked her out. You're right, which is also (laughs) another reason why I'm kind of like, okay, like- I, I, okay whereas evil queen it was purely based on vanity like it was just that snow White was more beautiful than her and she was an aging queen and she couldn't she couldn't bear the fact that snow white was so young and youthful and beautiful that she had to kill her and that's not a great reason <laughs> yeah i actually um listened to this podcast um, it's called When You Wish Upon a Podcast, and they break down like all the Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And they started with Snow White because it's the first animated film released, um, or the featured film, I should say. Um, and they they really dug into like her insecurity. Oh. And so I would love I would love to see a take on that as her being a villain, like they did Maleficent. Oh. Like her uh, origin story kind of thing. Yeah. Like how she be- yeah, it'd be really interesting, actually. But obviously, I think I'm going to have to go with Maleficent. <gasps> uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, the evil queen. Okay. Like, I was like, <gasps> I'm siding with Maleficent more is what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, because the evil queen, it really was just about her image and her ego. Yeah. So let's take a find or let's figure out what the popular opinion was so the evil queen was found to be more evil by so it was 60 percent. Ooh, but not by much i mean we know that maleficent's evil but it was like that little little extra bit packed the punch yeah Ooh, i think i know this one i think this one's pretty spot on for me so the next one we have cruella deville versus ursula Ooh, actually, you know what? It's not so black and white now that I think about it. Black and white like a Dalmatian? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So obviously, as we know, Cruella DeVille was trying to kill 100 Dalmatians to make her fur coat. Not good. Very bad. We hate that. We do not stand Cruella. Right. But also, Ursula was taking people's human souls. And she has just a collection of human souls just down on the bottom of the ocean just they're both bad i mean i feel like there was some i don't know i feel like in some way there might be a justification for ursula's taking the soul she's not actually killing them because they come back to life she's actually trying to kill these dogs i'm going with cruella she's more evil in my opinion same same like i'm sure in a grand universal point of view ursula taking souls is probably worse but don't mess with my puppies. Yes. Okay, so we're right. So 61% of the population find Krill would be more evil. And rightfully so. I mean, there might be a few shitty people down there that deserved it, so. Yeah. 
next one. So our next one, we've got Scar versus Hades. I mean, from a likability standpoint, <laughs> I want to like Hades more because he was sassy and funny and and Scar killed his brother. You just like yes. that's I feel like he's more evil. You can't you can't kill. Hades. I'm with you on that. Like Hades. I feel like he's kind of born into where he is and his his evil per se. So yeah. a little misunderstood. It was, a, it was a sign to him. Um and yeah, he's he's more likable where Scar was just pure evil. He tried to kill Simba, he killed Mufasa. Yeah. And blamed Simba. Right. Yeah, and, I forgot he tried to kill Simba first. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's long go. he's... live the king. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So 75% found Scar more evil. Shocker. Oh, this next one. I don't. Ooh. Okay. So we have Dr. Facilier. Facilier. I'm going to guess it's French since this was. This took place <laughs> down south. Um, from Princess of the Frog, right? Mm, I think so. That's why I'm looking. I'm like, I don't know him, but he look. I think he's Princess in the Frog. I've only seen it once. Um, and then we have Sean Yu from Mulan. This is hard because, as far as I know, Doctor Facilier um, was like a voodoo, like a witch doctor. Oh, so there's a lot of evil there. But then Sean Yu was trying to take over countries. Yeah, I remember I remember him just being super evil. Yeah. I feel like voodoo can go both ways, right? You can do good voodoo and bad voodoo. So it's like depending on Is there good what, voodoo? I feel like there could be. It's like good juju, bad juju, right? Like what you put into the world is what you get out. Maybe like not. Voodoo, I don't know. I feel like voodoo is like the black magic that Let's like see. is not good. But I don't know. I guess it could be. I feel like everything's got two sides other than trying to dictate and take over a country. Yeah, I, I mean, it is like an ancient practice. So uh, I think there is good voodoo versus bad voodoo. Okay. But, um, so I I feel like I could give him that. Whereas like, but I don't sure. know. Yeah, but Shen Yu. We probably have to watch that movie before making judgments. Like, yeah. again, um, I'm probably going to go with Shen Yu. Yeah, me too. I, am, <laughs> I, I recognize that one and I know that's bad. So <laughs> I'm going to say that one. Okay, this was a close one. So 58% agree with us and 42% did not. Okay, so there must be something teetering about him that, oh, this is an older one. I don't know if I remember these guys as much. Okay, so we've got Governor Ratcliffe from Pocahontas mm -hmm. and then we have Claude Frollo from uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, I really don't remember... Hunchback. I'm not gonna lie because I remember that movie scaring me when I went and saw it in theaters. It, like all the fire, I think, is what scared mm -hmm. me. Um, but we all obviously we know Governor Ratcliffe is a a colonizer. <laughs> I was just gonna say you can tell by his hair with that stupid bow in his braid. And I are I don't know, just not remembering Claude and seeing the bow, I'm like immediately like you, you're bad. I'm gonna look up why he was bad. I'll look up Claude Frollo. Is that who you're looking up? Yeah. So oh, he, okay. he took care of Quasimodo as an act of contrition for, for killing Quasimodo's mother. And he became consumed with lust for Esmeralda, which drove him insane. Hmm. 
I, I want to know why he killed Quasimodo's mother. Yeah. Uh, Still, compared to the overall consensus of, like, trying to colonize an entire area versus killing true. one person's mom, I feel like. We kill one person, we kill a whole population. Yeah, Ratcliffe, goodbye. Yeah, you're <laughs> you out of here. Slink. Oh, people did not agree with us. Yeah, 40% said Governor Ratcliffe and 60% said Claude Frollo, so they did not agree with us. Okay. Maybe we need to rewatch The Hunchback. I think so. All right, okay. so we've got Captain Hook versus the Queen of Hearts. This one's mm-hmm. tricky because there's been so many tellings of both of these stories. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember exactly what the Red, like the Queen of Hearts did that was bad like she just had people she just yelled at them a lot and made them do things but like that's just kind of bullying whereas yeah. like captain hook was stealing kids was wasn't he? he well he was oh. trying he was well wasn't he trying to like steal them from okay uh, maybe i think uh, maybe... he wanted to kill peter pan well that i knew but i thought he was also well, no, maybe you know what? I'm mixing too many stories up. Like when I watched Hook recently and he, yeah. he stole Pan's kids. That's I'm mixing... why I'm saying like this is a confusing one because there's so many tellings of both of these stories. Yeah, that I started mixing them. So, <laughs> I mean, he's trying, he's out for blood. As far as I know, she's not, right? What did she do? I don't think she is. What was um, her, what was her whole like shtick? Uh, she wanted to so kill she Alice. Was... She was the ruler of the land. I think it was just, yeah, she was just like mean and and in charge of Wonderland. It's funny Um, because if you break it down based on like the new new Alice in Wonderland, it's kind of like she was trying to kill Alice and Captain Hook was trying to kill Peter Pan. So it's kind of like, who would you rather not die? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't find Captain Hook too evil per se because... It really depends on how you look at the situation. Like Peter Pan is kidnapping children. Yeah. But I do think the lesser of the two evils would be the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. Same. At least from the cartoon. Yeah. Oh, they didn't agree again. They still think Queen of Hearts is worse. She was 57% and 43% said Captain Hook. Hmm. I guess it's kind of close. Okay, yeah. so next up we have Prince Hans from Frozen versus King Candy, which I think is Wreck-It Ralph. I think so. I so I bad. saw that when it first came out. I haven't seen it since. Something uh, about his name says he's he's not very nice, but Prince Hans is such a jackass. Yeah, we got to go with Hans. Yeah, like, he, yeah. <laughs> he is like the Disney F boy. And everyone agreed. Yes. 64%. 36% still said King Candy, so he must have done something that people didn't like. Yeah. Huh. And that was it. That was the end of our quiz. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening to our bonus episode. We will see you this weekend. YouTube live. We're going to be watching our scary movie that is Escape from Tomorrow. And... We'll be checking that out. Make sure you follow us on all the things, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I think, I don't know, we're old. 
<laughs> those are what we're familiar with. Um, and we are Two Finger Point Podcast on all of those. And until then, we will catch you next to Finger Point Tuesday for our new episode. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok by following Two Finger Point Podcast. That's the number two spelled out, T-W-O, Finger Point Podcast. If you'd like to hear your story, have a question, or even be a guest on the podcast, visit twofingerpointpodcast.com and click on our contact page. We'll see you next week for Two Finger Point Tuesday, but until then, have a magical day.